two. Everybody, welcome back to the Sports Ball Podcast. Uh, this is Ross, and we have Steve on the line. Hey, everyone. Uh, now, Steve, you actually have a new moniker slash avatar based on a conversation you had today. Which oh, I we do. Will get into. <laughs> we're, we're jumping right into Facebook. I love it. We, we are. So, so, a little bit of background. Um, tonight's episode, we're going to talk more about trolling and how this, this stuff works. Uh, news Explain wise, to everybody, Ross, what trolling is for those that don't know. Give them some context. Okay, trolling. My understanding, correct? I think it's more. Of, oh, sorry. I think it's more of an art form. Would you say that? A good it's troll? more of an art form, and you're better at it than I am. Uh, trolling no, is to this. to intentionally get under someone's skin, uh, politically, to just get a rise out of them, even if you don't necessarily mean what you're saying. You get under someone else's skin to the point where they flip their shit. Um, right, and, and I think it's, it's – well, let me let me add this in there too on top of what you're saying. The reason why – because why would you do that? It's just kind of interesting because if you are if you are being trolled, it's usually because you've said something completely off the wall or ridiculous that – you know, which needs to be trolled. Uh, and I think that's right. a good definition right. of how that happens. Right, right. So it's almost like you, you kind of ask for it. Like if I say something – about the LGBTQ community, or say something racial, I deserve to get any shit back in return. You know, I just well, I like to, I, whoa, 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 slow down. I've been crushing the LGBT community, or at least the intolerant ones, calling them the ILGBT, and I haven't been trolled yet. Well, that's that's true. That's true. Uh, it, yet. But I mean, I welcome it, and it's you know the only reason why. And I think we've talked about this a little bit. This should be a whole podcast. Maybe it will be coming up soon. It's just my personal experience, right? It's not stuff I'm reading or seeing on TV. I mean, that stuff I'm adding into my own personal experience. But my own personal experience with LGBT friends, I love them, some of them, most of them, but they're intolerant as shit. It's like part of the psychosis. I think I'm serious. I was thinking about this earlier. And this will get into uh, you know stuff we'll talk about with the trolling we were doing. I think part of the psychosis with some people is that if you're a if you're a group of people or an individual that for a short time, long time, mid time, who knows, uh, you've been put down, you've been made fun of. Um, it, you know, there's I think maybe there is a technical term for this, but I mean you would think that those people once out of that and now accepted, right? In the case of LGBT. They would understand better than anybody what it feels like to be persecuted, right? And right. so, what happens a lot of times, unfortunately, is that the persecuted becomes the persecutor, right? And so, what's happened in the LGBT community? A lot of them, and I, 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 it is. It happens to be a lot of them. It's, it's almost been taken over. Is they have become the int one of the most intolerant groups out there. For other people that disagree with them, and I think that's really sad and kind of uh, kind of ironic. It is. So it almost goes down to a, a, a human perspective where it doesn't matter what your skin color is or what your religious background is or what your sexuality is. Deep down inside, we all we all have a little bit of prejudice in us, prejudice in us, and it all comes out at times. And I don't care what group got rights, you know, later in the game, sooner in the game. Everybody has a little bit of ugly in them, and we're starting to see that come out. Are we not? We are. <laughs> and just for a, a, a short plug, typically I'm smoking a joint, something on here, but I got some really good wax. It's called Shatter. You ever heard of it? I, do I look like I would hear of wax? 
shower. No, okay, I guess not. So it's a really high concentrate, potent form of marijuana where they actually use butane to extract all of the, um, you know, the, the goodness uh, out of the okay. leaves and out of the buds. And then you put it into an oven that burns off all the butane. And what you're left with is just gooey substance. And there's all kinds of ways you can finish it. And then it's kind of cracky. Uh, not going to lie, but then you, you know, a lot of people get torches and they, you know, light a uh, titanium nail that's on the end of a bong and then you, you burn your oil on that and it gets you so high you wouldn't even believe Ross. So <laughs> okay. I've, I, I've graduated tonight to the, to the, to the oil, oh to the, God. to the shatter. So if I'm out in about 30 minutes, you'll, you'll know why. Okay, so I shouldn't share this episode with my family? Oh, no, you absolutely should because it's 100% legal in the state of Maine, and I actually have okay. my medical uh, permit for it. So. Okay. There's that. That's true. You have the medical clause you can That's right, unless your parents want to be Judgy McJudgersons. No, my parents aren't. I don't even know that they know I have a podcast. I bet you your parents probably smoke the wax. I don't think they've smoked the wax. <laughs> they could they could have there could they could be wax smokers they don't even know what jeans are they call them dungarines so i I don't think they know what that is um but anywho anywho so okay (laughs) you're getting you're getting waxed um i'm getting waxed they're getting waxed um so set the stage on set the stage for uh i'm for uh the for the tweet you made today what spurred that tweet from the you know, our, our new handle, which if you're on Twitter, it's twitter.com forward slash what, Ross? Sportsballpoll, uh, S-P-O-R-T-S-B-A-L-L-P-O-L. Um, and, and so this kind of, this, this conversation kind of led towards, okay, well, what are we doing for our podcast on social media? And what is actually, like, how do we play social media? How do we, how do we do this better? Um, Steve just went on mute, I think. Um, but nonetheless, uh, Oh, you asked me a question. I thought you were, you were laying the, the scenario. I was, but then you went on mute. So we're just getting used to this. Okay. Go back on mute then. And then jump in. I just don't want to cough Uh, into the, into the mic. So, uh, (laughs) what we've been doing lately, Steve is an excellent troll. Um, I'm more, I get upset easily. If anyone doesn't agree with me on something, it's fine, but I get nervous. I feel like I've made them mad and I feel bad because I have Catholic guilt. Um, long story short, Steve said, Ross, you need to try trolling on the bostonglobe.com, trolling a CNN article. Just jump in there with strangers. Get on in there, boy. Be, be yourself. Uh, and so I, I started doing that because I see Steve. Steve, Steve is like the, the, the movie 300, uh, the Battle of Thermopylae. Uh, one of the, the soldiers that can take on 15, 25 men and beasts at the same time. And still kick their ass. Steve is like that when he goes on CNN and Boston Globe, and he just will face all comers, and he's really good about it. And more, I, and more recently, Angela Rise Page, who is apparently a CNN contributor recently. Yeah. So some. some oh boy. Ooh, yes. Oh, hashtag oh boy. Well, that well that was today's topic. So I don't I don't even know what the topic was anymore. But it was. A let's CNN not get program. to that though. Let's let's stay on the uh, let's stay on the ADL thing before we get there. Okay. Well, can we, okay, okay, we'll jump around then. Um, so, okay, today, it all, it all links together anyway, so apologies if we're all over the place, but uh, That's what you get. I have no excuse because I'm not doing drugs right now. So, um, But there's an article that was published today from the Anti-Defamation League, which normally I'm on board with. I'm very pro-Israel, don't like anti-Semitism, like any normal Tom, Dick, Head, or Harry. But... Today, they kind of went a little too far. And what they did was they published an article called From Alt-Right to Alt-Light, Naming the Hate. So they put this article out that, in essence, lists everyone from the alt-right by name that has a following, so to speak. And which, then, is totally, sorry, which is totally inaccurate because if you listen to Cernovich or Alex Jones, are they quote-unquote far-right? 
they're far right, but they're not quite alt right, even though Hillary called Alex Jones alt right. Yeah, I disagree, now, Ross. I, I think when they say alt right, I think it's it's completely it's completely a farce. I think you know when I hear far right, I hear right like I mean this is what far right is for us classically anybody that hits that growing up. You don't believe in abortion adamantly, right? You as a man are going to tell or woman tell them you can't do that under any circumstances. Right? You typically believe in Jesus. Yeah, it falls under Alex Jones, right? Big time. Yep. Um, those are, I mean, especially the, the uh, those are really big tenets, right? You're typically against drugs, right? Like huge against drugs. You, you know, right. those Reagan, uh, those Reagan right Republicans and Alex Jones and those guys, they have nothing about that whatsoever. They couldn't care less who you marry right. or what you're doing. If anything, they are much more like you and I, Ross, as libertarians, straight in the center. Yeah, we're, they're, they're more libertarian. They're, they're, and, they're, I've, and when you told me this, and I've seen this now, I thought that's what, what was much more alarming, and I get a good chuckle out of all of the left media when I hear alt-right Alex Jones, far-right Alex Jones, and it's going, so you don't listen to him. Right, <laughs> right? Like, right, right. That right. sounds, but, but you don't listen to him because it's just not accurate. Correct. And that, so, we, saw when, that, we saw that when Tom Brokaw came out of retirement to go give a spot on... Alex Jones. It's a hit piece. It's a hit piece. People have to see it this. Like you have piece. to question it, it this. Was, but they don't see that part. So they see. So in other words, Tom Brokaw came out and he said, "Alex Jones is an unalloyed racist." He used a word that like no one has used since 1940. Um, calling Alex Jones a racist, and I listen to the Alex Jones show, show every day. I follow Jack Posobiec and Mike uh, Cernovich, two people on that list uh, on Twitter. And they're not racist at all. They, in fact, last month they scheduled a anti-violence uh, rally. I believe it was in D.C. And they had thousands of people there. So the I, think ADL, Cernov- I think Cernovich is actually like married to a woman of color, isn't she? He's married he? to someone who is, I think, Persian. Persian, yeah. Um, there you go. And, oh, yeah, what a racist. None of it makes – and, and, and Jack Posobiec has just got engaged to a girl from Poland. Oh, interesting. Or, or, so, so or a Slavic nation. So I really – they're off base. They're freaking out because the mainstream media is losing credibility by the day. And the, they call this the alt-right. Alt-right, the definition is evolving every week. But what they do is they like to grab someone who's on the far end of it, like a Richard Spencer, the guy doing the stupid Hitler salute. Um and saying, oh, he, he likes Trump, therefore, anyone that's right wing is now going to be the mainstream Trump supporter. So what they do is the alt-right gets gets legs. And that wasn't enough to call alt-right by name. They now call something else called alt-light. So in other words, you're not alt-right. You don't have the bigotry of the alt-right, supposedly. You're not a 4chan troll that uses the N-word a lot. But that's not good enough. You can't just be either a conservative or a mainstream moderate Republican. We have to demonize the alt-light. And alt-light is where they capture Mike Cernovich, Jack Posobiec, and some of the other people that are very active on Twitter. They're citizen journalists. Um, and this kind of leads into Twitter. So we have our sports ball poll account. I follow Mike Cernovich, Jack Posobiec. They're constantly breaking scoops like a week, two weeks before the rest of the news picks it up. Tonight, I, I quoted the ADL story and how shameful it was, and I started blasting the CEO. Um, again, keyboard warrior stuff at this point until we get this off the ground. But in the process, Jack Posobiec... That's all we got, Ross. That's, that's all, all we got, got. That's all we got. But Jack Posobiec, uh, who has a very big following, saw that, liked it, retweeted it, and I was telling Steve, I mean, I'm at... 30,000 impressions right now. Profile clicks is around 90. I've gotten 300, 350 likes. And again, it's not like we're not fanboying Twitter because we're, we're kind of above that. But if we're going to get an idea and a concept off the ground, it's the little stuff like this that you have to do. That's right. And the power of Twitter is amazing. And what I think is happening, the ADL is getting it back in spades uh, when a dope like me can get 300 retweets where I think we might be at 400 now. Wow. Uh, tw- uh, tw- almost 30,000 impressions. Uh, people are clicking on our profile. They're expanding on the links. There's very good metrics with Twitter. And again, it's it's we're still at the baby stage. But 
This is the kind of stuff that will get ADL to say, you know what, I think we went too far with our stupid article. We're getting a lot of stuff in return saying donors are not happy, and we're seeing that. I'm seeing that on their, their page. Donors, people that used to be boosters for the ADL, are now saying, hey, wait a minute. I'm a conservative Jew. I'm a conservative um, Orthodox Jew, and you're just jumping down people's throat because you don't agree with their ideology. Yeah, I don't know why they're not connecting the dots where it's like, uh, whether you like it or not, the, the if you want to call it the alt-light or, you know, Prosobiac, uh, Alex Jones... You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, Roger Stone, right? His, uh, you know, you know, kind of campaign manager, even though he's he's not officially on on the team, right? Yeah, he's still yep. working for him. This yep. is where President Trump gets his news. This, let me say that again. Whether you like it or not, this is where President Trump, the leader of the free world, is getting his news. Okay, and that's what we're talking about. This is what you and I have been listening to for two, three years plus. Yep. Right. So the last thing that I would be doing if I'm the ADL, which connect the dots, Trump has been one of Israel's biggest supporters and vice versa. Uh, Globally, the last person I'd be going after is Trump's news people in in calling them what, Ross? What was that label that they were trying to put on that group of people? Fake news. No, worse than that. Didn't you say worse than that? Domestic Fair. terrorists? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Domestic terrorists. Okay, yeah, well, explain it, please. So Ross, what, Ross, explain, please. Ross, explain. So they're what they're saying in essence by listing. They have a list of twenty people. I'm on the site right now, and what they're saying is alt right is dangerous. We must snuff them out. Blah blah blah. We must show. snuff them out. Where the fuck are we in Russia? Come on, yeah. man. Who are yep. these people? And they're blaming it all on the rhetoric of the campaign. Uh, no, it's really just conservatives that have testicles and want the country to return back to its roots of liberty and freedom. It's, you know, just following the rule of law. Uh, the article goes into making fun of people that are called cucks. Um, they, you know, they, they say that we have, they reject, oh, alt-light rejects overtly white supremacist ideology of the alt-right. Well, you know what? I don't, Steve, in any of our conversations or any of our listening to podcasts of Alex Jones or reading articles. When is white nationalism on display? When is white supremacist ideology Never. on display? Not once. Never. Not once. A- actually, Never. Alex Jones 100% condones it as any real American would. What do you mean? He doesn't condone it. He doesn't condone it. Right, right. right. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. He, yeah. he would, he would uh, the opposite. Right, correct. Mm-hmm. So, this, you know what it is? It's the, the mainstream media of which ADL, listen, ADL issued like a limp-wristed statement when Linda Sarsour had some inoff- uh, you know, offensive uh, speech in May. Who's Linda Sarsour, Ross, for everybody that may not know? She's that uh, pro-Sharia law gremlin that the the progressive left, the regressive left, the resist movement is like. They're they're suckling her unused tits. Um, they, they love everything she says. She wants Sharia law. She's a big feminist. I don't know if an... I, I don't know if she qualifies as a feminist because fundamentally... There's a couple things that normal feminists can do that she can't. Well, yeah, what's really crazy is that, you know, that's kind of one of the weird things that we've seen is the quote-unquote fe- the new feminist movement cross over into the, uh, into the Linda Sarsour camp, right? People like her. Right, right, which is a very bizarre camp. I mean, she's not someone that I look to as a, as a feminist, a powerful feminist. Um, but what they did was they didn't come down hard on her. They pulled the old, she has freedom of speech. Well, yeah, so does everyone on this alt-right list have freedom of speech. But you didn't ask her to shut down. You didn't write an article that says she must be pushed to the corners, like pushed into the caves like the 4chan racists. You didn't do that. And quite frankly, let's be honest here, if I could stereotype, I would imagine the Middle Eastern countries outside of Israel do not like Israel and do not want them to exist, as opposed to the alt-right, the alt-light conservative libertarians, they're pretty pro-Israel. And if at worst they're neutral on Israel, where they say a two-state solution. So right off the bat, you're telling me that you don't want to play a fair game of baseball here. You're... You're just you just don't like the alt right because they're getting too much power too quickly, right? And the Linda Sarsours of the world, the progressive left, 
they they don't do much on Antifa either. I think Antifa's been lobbying recently to to team up with the Anti Defamation League. That's right. Because Antifa, by virtue of being anti fascist, has a friend in the Anti Defamation League because on paper they have they're in simpatico, right? Whereas if you actually look at how Antifa conducts themselves, they're very hateful. They're very violent. They're assholes. They're unemployed. You know, ADL is just a group that for 40, 50 years has been, okay, anyone that's being anti-Semitic, let's, let's knock that behavior off. And they had broad support from all walks of life. Now, I would say mark it down July 18th. This was the day they kind of overplayed their hand. And I think they're going to start to see uh, a, a, a backlash so to speak. Well, I'll tell uh, me, yeah, of course. Let me tell you one of the things. You know, I think we've talked about this is that it's it's been really interesting. It's almost like a social experiment to step back. And I think you and I obviously have been very vocal about calling out the left, right? The quote unquote liberals. What I call it liberal fascists. Uh, the left and all of their bullshit and, and, and what's come with it, right? From the Russian thing to the you know the the pussy hat thing, right? It's yeah. just yeah. it's horrible. Left, right, and center. And one of the things that we've talked about is how it was just inevitable how, like, we were talking about the Linda Sarsour and, you know, in Islam, you know, coming together with the women's movement of the West. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. You know, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, people at, at pride marches, gay people at pride marches, you know, with signs holding up saying, I support Sharia law, right? No Islamophobia, right? And it's yep, like, yep, yep. Uh, it, it's, yeah, but at the end of the day, it's, it's frustrating for people who, who understand, right? But one of the things that I, I noticed, and I think we've talked about this, Ross, is how inevitably they're going to start cannibalizing each other. Because the circles don't square. There is a common enemy in Trump and this regime, but as we know, they're doing nothing technically wrong or that wrong, right? So all of this conjured fake uh, anger and, you know, the coming together like the Lord of the Rings of these parties who, you know, we look at and we go, no, not compatible. And it's bullshit. The thing that's bringing you together is bullshit. And then all of a sudden, picture it, right? All of these people in an auditorium together, and the the you know the the man behind you know what do they call it? The Wizard of Oz goes away, and then they're all there with each other, and it's like, oh fuck, we hate each other. So actually, as we're speaking, Ross, and doing this podcast, you know, to my point, it's amazing on Twitter right now. Linda Sarsour is in an absolute. WWE match with Jake Tapper, one of my least favorite CNN ultra left, uh, uh, we'll call it propagandist, right? And again, yeah. to just connect that point again, those two are on the same team. Yep, exactly. They're on, and they are. Look, go to Twitter right now and go look at either uh, uh, Tapper or Sarsour's account because they're in the, literally in the midst of it within the last couple minutes, going back and forth. And this is an all-out bloodbath. It's fascinating. It, it's fascinating, and I think that you know it's it's already started to begin, and this is just you know the things that if you pay attention, they're already bursting at the seams. Yep. Well, if you actually, I'm, I'm still looking around for that. But um, what so, someone said this a while ago, you're going to see the progressive left line up with the uh, Sharia law types, and they're going to become a. Team. It's happened. Oh, it's yep. happened. And it's and it's happening. They're now in lockstep. This is one of the leaders of that movement, Linda Sarsour. She's yep. one of the movements, uh, yep. the leaders. Right. And what you're going to see also is a third wing will be the Antifa crowd. So you're going to get the regressive left, the feminist types, the Sharia law types, and then you're going to get layered on top of that as Antifa. So it's going in a real dangerous progressive direction, but you won't see any of this on the ADL. The Anti-Defamation League is not going to write an article about those type of groups who fundamentally don't want them to exist as a state. Uh, but it's fine to go after the alt-right and the alt-light. So it's a very interesting time right now. It has to be fought back with common sense and pragmatism. And, you know, we're just doing our part. We're, we have a lot going on behind the scenes, Steve and I, but um, we have to play our part. Or else we're just going to – we can't cave to – those three parties we just we just listed we just can't we can't that's right that. I've, i i personally i think you would agree with me and that's one of the reasons why we're doing this we just we've had enough and this is the time right it's like you look back at anything in history and one of the biggest ingredients is time timing 
right? Yep. Well, you said, so you said important. this before. You said this before. You said, Ross, we got to get going on XYZ because we're at a time right now. It's almost like when Bitcoin started, right? Yes, it is, Ross. It's unlike any other time in history, and it's in an industry that is just fucking amazing. It's media. It's how people get their information and share ideas, right, and storytell. It's one of the oldest industries uh, and one of the most beautiful things that people have had since we've been here. You know, I mean, that's literally how, how culture and history was passed down from indigenous people all across the globe was yep. through storytelling, right? And, yep. and this is just, I look at this as, uh, you know, just a new medium that we have to do that. And, and with that, right, that's why it's so responsible. That's why I, I come with so much passion about it, and I feel like you do too, because it's so important. There's so much on the line, right? Quote, unquote, the free press in a open and free society is so important. And when that free press has been completely and just not even care anymore, compromised, by corporate overlords, globalist, fascist, pig-faced bastards, right, Ross? Yep. yep. <laughs> it is, you know, it's it's time for the patriots to step up. You know, this is our this is our patriotic duty. Yep. And and again, it's it's you know we we had a very um, I don't know if I should say this. I won't say. Well, okay. No, just say this it. Is, okay. This is something that was very interesting. Um, I work in big pharma, um, and we had diversity week this week, hmm. and one of my friends. Sounds fun. Um, that I work with, we have monthly meetings. Can I ask you a question? Is yeah, it, yeah. Oh, hold on. How many weeks do we have in a year? 52. Okay. This is 2017, right? Correct. Okay. Why isn't every week diversity week? I don't know. Good don't question, know. right? Yeah, anyway, think about that. Table that. Table that. Huh. Um, so one of the people that we had was a keynote speaker who organized the Special Olympics and Olympic Games in 2016. And he, I haven't seen this yet, but he started going off on Trump, going off on Brexit in a negative light. And my colleague, who we have monthly meetings with and lunches with, we're, we're totally opposite ends of this spectrum. She wrote to her boss and said, look, I heard, I heard something today. I, he went too political. This was way too much. Uh, I found it offensive. And this is a person that was a Hillary supporter. This person was making fun of Trump and Brexit. And I was like, holy shit. Like, we are through the looking glass. Like, this is fantastic. We now have people on the opposite side of the fence who probably still hate Trump's guts, which is fine, uh, now saying, okay, Corporation X, you've gone way too far. You've gotten way too political. We don't want to hear that. We want to hear about diversity. Don't don't get on my case about politics. You know what and I feel I, like it is, Ross? You know, you know, it just it punches me in the face, right? It, it, remind, it reminds me of like it's gotten so ridiculous at this point. It's like you know, it, it's like it's it's the it's the car drivers stepping out of NASCAR and they're just logo down. Yep. Right. Yep. Like yep. It, I, I I literally see that when we talk about that, and it's like every time CNN pumps out a story or the Washington Post slash CIA pumps out a story. It's like, it's so apparent. Like, it's so transparent at this point. Like, it's a joke. It is. It's very obvious, and, and no one takes it seriously. And the people that defend it are the ones that are like a couple steps behind. And you'll see the Establishment Republican, the National Review, the Weekly Standard, even their people, they're never Trumpers. Um, they never just Trumpers. want the country in the hand. They want the, the country in the hands of blue blood. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. Can you this this stuff? Is, can you imagine calling yourself a never Trumper? Like, grow the fuck up. Could you imagine actually self-identifying as that? Well, that the thing is, think about like, the concept of how fucking childish and ridiculous know, that is. I know. And, and listen, and, and I and I have a lot of friends that are never Trumpers. I have oh. are, but here's the thing: the never Trumper to me screams. You know, Ross. Screams. You know why I quit? You know why I quit smoking? And maybe this is a part of me growing up. You know why I quit smoking cigarettes? And I think a lot of people can can identify with this. They can self-identify with this. I would look at that cigarette and I would go, fuck you, right? Like, fuck you. Like, I'm going to have you and you're going to give me like, I'm not going to get high. I'm not going to get anything for any period of time. You're going to satisfy this thing and then I'm going to do it you again and again and I'm going to go spend more money. And it just became completely childish and ridiculous. Like, I need my binky. That's how I felt, right? There's no other reason, right? And I'm sitting there logically going down the reasons going, you fucking loser. There's no other reason you need this <laughs> besides the bottom line baby ass thing going, I need my binky. Give me my binky, right? And, it's like, and I felt like that. And it was ridiculous to me. And I go, enough. 
right? That was enough. And I, and I, and I think that I, I want people to think that, like, I want them to examine when you are a person, if you're in a grown adult, if you have children and you self-identify as anything like that, a never Trumper, a never anything like, grow the fuck up. Yep. I hear right? You. I hear you. Or just go vote for Gary Johnson and just do it. You, you join a movement of never X when you clearly supported losers like Bush and Romney and McCain and Dole. Yeah, those are the people that you are not never, but you're never on Donald Trump, who's been more effective than all of those people combined. Well, you know, it's one thing, uh, and here's, uh, and I'll explain too, to your point, is, and, I, and I, I don't know if you're making this point, but this is what I'm, I, I think. When, when Donald Trump's running the campaign, right, you want your, your campaign slogan to be never Trump, great, right? I'm all for it. It's, it's free America. You can totally do that. Go at it. It's a fucking bloodbath. When he wins, yep. and he wins fairly, yep. your never Trump goes away because if you have a U.S. citizenship... Uh, he's your president, right? That was a big thing in our in, in our uh, our trolling the gremlins on Facebook today, right? Yep. Ross on on Angela yep. Ray's or Rise or whatever yep. the hell her name is. Page is that it was there were all these uh, not my president, right? Hashtag not my president. Yeah, and it, it's kind of the same thing. And it's like, come on, guys, you know. And I want to well, let's let's get in and talk about that deeper because I was thinking about it more. And I think yep. that we're 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 talking about two different things when we say that. So let's bring that up again. Okay, so so we're closing off the ADL thing. You get kind of the social media aspect of it. Let's pivot into how – so, Steve, you're the expert troller here. You got us into a thread uh, on that CNN page. I did. I've been going on a couple. You know, I, I think of myself as like a rite of passage, you know, like when they when they would shove a little kid out into the wilderness as like an Indian boy and go, if you can make this, you're through manhood, right? And so I, I go on these trolling expeditions – Oh, man, I'm exhausted, Ross. It's like climbing Everest. And you're right. You brought it up before, right? It's like the 300 where it's just you're sitting there and you're all alone, right? You saw that, Ross. I was all alone and it was attacked from every angle from about 100 different people. And it's just one at a time, batting you off, batting you back. See you later. Get out of here. Exactly. And, you know, and it, 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 it's fun, right? It, it's fun. It keeps you sharp. It keeps your brain going. And, you know, I think a really good troll, a good thing about trolling is that you never get upset yourself, right? Like that's part of the thing is you don't let anybody get to you. You have to keep it going and keep it light. And that's part of the troll because that drives people fucking nuts. It, it, it drives them nuts, right? Because yeah. they are throwing – and they're so emotional, right? That's when you shook them. It's like in boxing or in any sport, right? And again, we can – we've all played sports. We can identify with this. They always tell you to keep your calm, right? No matter what, especially in a fight, a physical fight, you lose your calm and you know and you're going against somebody that knows somewhat of what they're doing. And the first thing that they're going to do is stay calm. Yeah. It's over for you. Right. You were done before it started. And that's like, you know, I think anybody in sports will tell you the same thing. Well, it's no different here. It's no different. And so, you know, it's important. You got to keep your calm and you got to keep it going and keep it light. But, you know, and and you're going to get the people who are just completely there to yell at you and throw, you know, you know, fuck you, crack ass cracker. Right. (laughs) And so you're going to get those and then you're going to get those people who you can clearly tell are. You know, they're upset because they're a part of this group that keeps them upset, right? That's part of what the mainstream media is fixing is we're going to keep you guys upset constantly. We're going to feed you and feed you with these bullshit stories. It's just going to keep your emotions running high, right? No logic, just all emotion, and they, they, they play off that. It's part of the cigarette thing, which I wish people would recognize and go, oh, fuck. Right? Like, I don't want that anymore. I I don't like when anybody plays with my emotions. So I think a good troll, that's part of what a good troll is, is to show these people how ridiculous they are and, like, settle down. In essence, essence, you're trying to red pill them without making them go off and kill someone. Yeah, that's right. You know, that's right. And so, you know, you are going to get people, like, you know, you can go through, you know, our our conversations that we had with a couple people. And I ended up having real legitimate dialogue with a few of them. Uh, and that's interesting, you know, because you get to learn about uh, other people and their perspective. In this case, this was 
uh, I think is the is the new politically correct as I found this on this page is the new politically correct way of gathering a group of all colored people together is calling them POC or people of color. I don't know. Is that Unto one called? umbrella? Yeah, that's one of the things that I learned today, and I guess that's okay because every side was using it. No one was blinking an eye at it. All right. If, if I guess. I, that's I, an I, interesting I, thing to think about, right? So people of color, POC. I thought that was kind of like 25 years ago. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't having these debates 25 years ago, but this was thrown around now. It was interesting. Um, what was another interesting thing I like to bring up? This is pretty funny. Is that what did somebody ask me to define? List listing an accomplishment of Trump or something like that. No, that was fun because that was really easy to do, and then they just shut up. Right as soon as I sent them a link from yeah, you know WhiteHouse.gov, the guy turned into a normal human being after that. Right? Well, right, because like, they. Right, exactly. Because I figure, you know, I, I'm not always trolling. Once I find somebody that can actually have a conversation, then I'll settle down and I'll actually have a conversation with them and provide information back and forth. And it's surprisingly interesting to have a civil conversation on Facebook and people thank each other. It was great. Me and this other guy last night, you know, we threw a bunch of kind of, you know, stuff at each other and I kind of beat it and then he beat him back because he was a little angry and then he settled down and figured out I had some good points and, you know, we said, hey, I appreciate your your civil discourse. Yes, yep. you, you too, sir. Thank you. Yep. Yep. And everyone goes home happy, right? Yeah, yeah. Who knows, right? Well, you know, you know, you know, because here's another really interesting thing, uh, you know, and this is fascinating is that, you know, part of this is that, you know, when you put yourself out there like I did in this case, and, I'm, you know, I think if you go and look at it, I'm the lead by far post on this one post that this woman made on her page with like, you know, a hundred and something comments and now, you know, it's like 60 something likes and sad faces right all over the spectrum. And... What happened, what happened, and you, Ross, you saw this, is that we were going after this woman that called me uh, a crack-ass cracker, and, you know, yeah. I, 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 I was wondering, and I asked her, I think, of my response, one of them was, you know, I think she maybe had a bad experience with saltines when she was a child. She I, could I, have, she had like a trisket that went bad. <laughs> a, bad a bad trisket or a saltine, I don't know. Um, but, you know, but, she, was, she was really pissed off, but what happened, <laughs> what happened after that in which this is the fascinating part, right? And I don't know how to think about this. It, this actually really stumped me, and I knew I wanted to talk about this later, was a, a, a real, genuine, white guy racist stepped in, and like, almost on my behalf, and he went after this woman. And yeah. he started calling her nigger this, and oh my God, I was just mortified, right? I was, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it, yeah, like I'm completely mortified because this guy is like really angry, and it, but it's weird because right, and, and I always say one of the interesting, super high level interesting things about this entire time period is very much like Lord of the Rings, how you have all these sides who typically hate each other but are coming together to fight a common enemy that's their common enemy, right? So we talked about earlier the left and Linda Sarsour coming together with the feminists, but now what you have is you know people like us who defend Trump, well, undeniably, of course there are going to be white nationalist racists who are what they call like the Alex Jones, but they're not, right? They, they are their own group and they've always been there. Uh, and Jesus Christ, Ross, you give them a platform like Facebook and my God, I haven't seen this type of outward blatant racism since I was a little kid in Florida. Right, right. That's very true. That's very true. But but and what went on? And, and here's oh sorry. Go ahead. Go ask your question because yeah, I, yeah. I want to point out something else which was really fascinating. But what I was going to say is so I know we're we're analyzing a Facebook thread as a microcosm, but it, it's pretty important. Why well, it is. Well, let's be honest. No, no, let's be honest, right? Because uh, and this is a real thing. Like I want everybody. It's like I don't think that we have enough. Uh, inter intercommunication between people of different color, majority wise, right? On the majority, right, Ross, where we come from, we just don't have that because we don't have a lot of people of color that live down there, right? Right. So you kind of actively have to go out and get go out of your way, whether you are white going into a different community or vice versa, and black coming into our community, or or you know what I mean. And so I, yep, I don't exactly. think that that happens that much. And I think that it is because people are all afraid of race. That was one thing that was not one thing. I mean, there were a lot of amazing things about after, you know, getting out of playing basketball in high school and a little bit in college, but taking it up pretty seriously with friends 
you know, back where we were in Hingham, Ross, right? Like uh, after college was that, you know, basketball is one of the beautiful places where, especially afterward where men play, you know, this place had a bar afterwards and, you know, we white, black, we would go up there. And one of the things we would love to talk about was race. It was amazing. It was one of my so, favorite so times it, to do. It, it wasn't, ta- it wasn't taboo. No, it wasn't taboo. I mean, no, no, not at all. It, it was actually funny. It was great. You know, like one of the favorite comments I'll ever remember is, you know, I used to drive home a buddy of mine to his house. Uh, he was on our team after the after our games, and uh, he was somewhere in in uh, you know off of Blue Hill Lab in Roxbury or in uh, in Dorchester somewhere. You know, he's in a in a in an interesting part. You know, not place that I should probably be in dark. But you know, we would talk about this stuff, and you know, you would. The, one of my favorite comments he'd ever made is, you know, we were talking about race and all of that, and he goes, "Hoppy, you know, don't they call me Hoppy? Hoppy, don't take this personally, right? But when I'm when you drop me off at my house tonight, right, uh, and I'm walking, you know, maybe I pick up my girl and I'm walking her home." I'm not worried about you, Hoppy, jumping out from around a, a car or a street corner, like, you know, don't take this the wrong way, but like asking me about my taxes and if I need you, if you want to do them or, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, yeah, dude, I get it. He goes, no, I'm worried about someone that looks like me, right? Like I'm yeah. worried about a black motherfucker who's hiding out there that's going to rob me. Right. right. And, you know, and, and, you know, and that's a real thing. You know, I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. You know, and I, I, I thought that was really kind of profound. Uh, but, you know, you don't get that kind of dialogue very many no, places. So go, because it's taboo in public. Right. Exactly. Well, even private, even in private, a, a, a lot of places. So it, it's, you know, when you're in a bar, what are you going to talk about this? Right. So where and this is a lot of times where that kind of mixture will happen and intermingling. So where else yeah. is that going to happen? So I think, you know, long way of saying you're right. Like this is a microcosm, but this is this is important. So, because so building on that, and we saw a lot of different. So going back to your point earlier, it doesn't take much for everyone to go back to their core animal instincts. And this same woman that called you a cracker ass cracker turned on a Hispanic, a man with a Hispanic sounding name, and she said something to the extent of, "Yeah, she oh, did. You're just jumping oh, in here did. because." Well, because Obama and Trump sent your effing family back to Mexico where they belong or something like that. Yeah, she was ruthless. Yeah, I was like, I was like I was damn, like, damn like, girl, that's like, savage. Wait a minute. And she, I, I guess, you know, the woman in question was a married mother of, of multiple kids. And I, I'm thinking to myself, wait a minute, you're an African-American woman. You're this, this class that no one can talk about in a negative light. And here you are making fun of white people and Hispanic people in the same within two comments of each other. And I'm thinking to myself, where the hell do you get off? If I did that to either one of those groups, I'd be shunned, I'd be reported, I'd probably lose my job. But you, ma'am. <laughs> you, ma'am. That's right. Well, Ross, this is what's beautiful about that is because you get to tell her that. Yeah. Right? And that's why that's unbelievable. And you did. You did tell her that. I did. And she kind of... You know, kind of left after that. We never heard. Uh, yeah, well, I think people put it in her place. Now, you know, here's here's let's get into this because this is really fucked up, and I, and I know it. Uh, I've been thinking about this all afternoon. I really didn't know what to do. Is one thing in a you know a long marathon line of trolling that shook me is when that when that racist came in and took over the conversation because that's what happened. Yep. You know, the, the woman that, that that ended up having a dialogue, man, they went on, and that's out there. You could go look at that. That went on for hours, Ross, if it's still going on now. And they were throwing every racist name at each other in the book and how uneducated each other were. And then, because she and I had a good dialogue, right? And, she, and, and what I she thought I was a racist coming in, but I turned out to be, I guess, quote-unquote, an okay white guy, right? Like yeah. who, you know, didn't say anything bad and was actually having dialogue with her. She brought me into it like I brought you into one of her conversation and said, you know, you, racist guy, are what, you're what's giving the, you know, the white people in this country a bad name. And it's people like Stephen who I expect to step up and say something. Oh, fuck. Right? Oh, fuck. Because yep. there's, there's, and this is where, this is where the sticky stuff, right? Here's the gray area, Ross. There's, there's one side of me who's a libertarian that goes, look, I'm not defending anyone like that because at the end of the day, like, he can do whatever he wants. He's on a public forum on Facebook. 
right? Like, who am I to yep. tell that guy to shut the fuck up? Right? I don't yep. care who he is. Yep. Because that's not what I do, right? You're not. I'm not coming on here and trolling and telling anybody to shut up. And if I am, I'm joking, right? I'm not getting that serious. That's I guess that's what it was. Is this one? This became serious, and it was breaking character, which I, I mean, wasn't maybe, ready to maybe, do. But I, but I, but it but was I, serious, right? Now, now here's the second part, Ross. Now, you ready for this? Here's really deep. You ready for this? This is really gonna fucking shake, you know, you and me and people. There was a part of me that wanted her to see that. I wanted her to experience that because of my experience in that. Not only recently and in the recent past, white people feeling that they need to apologize for being white, but other people, including white people, including dark people, calling white people racist for the dumbest fucking shit ever, right? For having an opinion, right? And how ridiculous it's been. And I am someone who lives on the scale. I think everything's on a scale. Right, so I look in and I judge things like that. Is if you're going to get this ridiculous on this, what happens when something serious happens? What are you right. going to fucking explode like a rocket? I don't get it. Right, <laughs> and I, I wish I wish more people would think like this. So there was a part of me that was going, uh, uh-uh, uh, you need to see this, and this is public. Everyone needs to see this because guess what, motherfucker, this is what a racist looks like. Right. This is what a racist looks like on Facebook. And imagine if this guy, he was all capitals. You saw him, Ross. He was not afraid to drop any. Oh, and he was vicious and ruthless, ruthless. Right. And and it was embodying that. And and there was a part of me that was going, I hope not only the person that this was being directed at, but now everyone that can see that and she'll tell all of her friends, whoa, whoa, whoa. We better stop calling all of these other things racist because let me explain to you about a real racist thing that just happened. Right. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Because it's fucked up, but it makes sense to me in my fucked up world. No, but that's actually a good insight. But here's the thing, and this goes back to the point I, I forgot I was trying to make, but this goes hand in hand with what you just said. The Steve Hop, the Steves of the world, um, that are civilized, but they're, they're Trump supporters. Uh, those aren't the ones that get credit. Those are the ones... <laughs> the guy that was in all caps was the one that the media picks up and runs with. Great and point. Says, and says, that is the alt-right. Steve is the alt-light. Right. Well, hold on to your point. And maybe you're, that is who... And that's what they're saying. That that guy is who elected Donald Trump, right? He's the majority of Trump supporters, which blows my mind because I'm going, really, you guys? You think everyone thinks that that guy is the majority Trump supporter? There are that many of him out there? Right. And, and there are, and those guys are the vast minority, the ones that speak in caps. Those are the low-info voters for the Trump side, the Republican side. They exist on both sides, but that's the guy that... And hold on, but that, that's the narrative. It's funny, right? We're uncovering this, and this is fucking really, I think, really important. That guy is the narrative that all of this mainstream media pivots around, right? Think of that guy when they're telling every story about Trump and their supporters and, and, and to their people, Right to these, and, and ex, yep. it, it totally explains why they're all completely over emotional and, and out of their minds. It's because they are completely being propagandized, like me with that cigarette. Right, that's yep. what's happening to them. It's yep. fucked. It, exactly, and, and what? So since we know the media is eighty percent controlled by Democrats, twenty percent Fox News, and maybe some talk radio. I saw a stat today, Ross. I yeah. saw a stat today on Facebook, a me, you know, not a meme, a, a infographic that ninety six percent of mainstream media's donations went to the Democratic Party in this last election. Did they really? Well, I mean, listen, hey, trust wow. and verify, right? So I saw it. It's posted on the internet. I'm not calling it and, and saying that's uh, that's fact, but hey, you know, connect the dots. I mean, look at it with your own two eyes. What's the you know what we've been why we started that's this amazing. podcast? And we also. And, <laughs> Also, we also note that while Trump's poll numbers are bad, without going down a rabbit hole, his numbers are bad. No one's denying it. But no, I disagree. Your- where do you, where do you come up with that? Because I'm done with polls. Polls are bullshit. You're going to talk about the polls. same polls. Those are the you're going to we're going to believe the same polls. You know what? Here's my poll: sixty percent of America supports Trump. You got the fifty percent of the people like us that voted for him, and the person that you said, the woman at work. That is just completely fed up because she has her own mind, right? She still is smart and she has her own mind. She's now getting woke to this nonsense, right? And she's going, no, my buddy Ross is not that racist on Facebook. 
Exactly. Don't st stop calling him that and stop calling all the people because I talked to Ross and that's not him. Why are all you guys doing that? So right. that's the number. 60% support Trump. And where does that put him right now in, in context in history? Think of that. That puts him with pretty much every other president, right? No, every other. That puts him right at the top. That puts him in the cream of the crop of some, as far as, again, not as far as accomplishments and what I'm talking about as far as popular support at any time. The sound keeps going in and out. Sorry, um, but but it, okay. So so that being said, so poll wise, he's being oversampled twelve percent Democrats to Republicans. So um, that's the other thing. Um, and poll wise, yeah, it's it's going to be what it's going to be. I, I I almost stopped giving a shit about polls when they were so friggin' wrong about the election. Anyway, um, but that but that's where it's going to go. And I think it's what's going to happen is these are the same media that will hyperlink to a alt-right figure that speaks in all caps and swears and says the N-word, whereas on the left side of the fence, Antifa is as bad as they get so far, they will give them a pass. So imagine, if you will, this alt-light, alt-right comparison. Imagine if the people that were at the Women's March were linked with Antifa. How would that make those people feel? You'd feel like shit because a lot of our friends went to these. A lot of our friends went to the Women's March, and they're very nice people. They're they have good intentions. They're but very nice people. They're good intentions. I feel like that's the power of propaganda. Right, right. And again, some of them may have been you know bad intentions, but remember when you link the alt light with the alt right, on the other side of the fence, imagine linking the Women's March resist movement with Antifa. How would those people feel? The law-abiding ones in that group being lumped in with Antifa. They would fucking hate it. They would fucking hate it. You know, I, I, well, it's interesting you say that, right? I think that they would hate it, but I think that once you're in, the, you know, if you're that worked up, right? Picture all these people that we see, white and black, right? They're even old ladies, right? And it's like, it's crazy. Grandmas come after me on Facebook. It's amazing. And they are so worked up, right? They're like, oh, I have to sit down. This is making me so tired. I'm so angry. Right? Like, oh my, I'm like, oh my God, like, how, how are you? What's going on? Talk to me, girl. Maybe I should become a psychiatrist. I'd make way right. more money. You know, like, that's what people, I'd be a psychiatrist for the left. I would have a people out the door. Oh, you'd have people out the door. It would be fantastic. It'd be fantastic. And, you know, and I just want to, just, it's just, everybody just needs to kind of just see that propaganda, I feel like, and just kind of reject it. Like, no more, no more. I'm done. But they're not there yet. They have to get there. As you've said prior, they haven't had their Trump moment where they elect someone wildly different from anyone else they've ever had before. Right. Well, so anyway, sorry, I, I lost my point. But what I was going to say is that those, you know, those people, they're so worked up, right? They're so emotional and they're so worked up. And to the point you were saying before, which I kind of disagree with and I want you to clarify, is that imagine when you're so worked up, right? And you're all emotional, especially versus, uh, you know, against this one thing. Well, that Antifa movement, like you're saying, when they actually come together, if those anti, you know, if they come together in a protest and they see them smashing Trump supporters, those are good people, those grandmas that are feeling good about it. Yep. Weird. Yep. That yep. shouldn't be right, right? Again, and that's what's scary, right? And to me, think about it. That's how Nazi, that's how Hitler took power. That, these were good people in Germany, right? They were good people. They were educated. They were engineers. They were authors. They were painters. They were just yeah. like Americans, right? But they much more represented yeah. the left, our left today. Yep, exactly, exactly. Scary. So, it's very scary. But, but, but these, are the, these are the thought leaders. These are the people that we... Uh, you know, these are the people we have to respect because they were the runner-ups, and and Trump people are all stupid racists. Not and anymore. You know what's happened? No. I feel like I feel like I feel like a little Alex Jones Jr. And it's like 1776 is reborn, baby. 1776 yep. is reborn in 2016. It's almost kind of uncanny because you it's, you know the difference is like it was almost like it, we we had back in England and like we had these dynasties again and these kings and queens and the Clintons and the Bushes. Right. And all of a sudden we were like, what the fuck? And we came in and we brought in our George Washington and he said, no. 
right? No more. And we were the patriots that were we're not lining up, right? That's another thing about mainstream media is they can't they can't put Trump down. They can't like tie him down, right? They want to get him for one thing, and he's blowing their mind on six other things. They can't keep up their old stodgy business model. This is new politics, right? This is never going back the way they think it's ever going to go. That's why Democrats have been complete losers. Not only this past year, but they've been losing for the past four years, Ross. What have they been losing? How many seats have they lost they in lost Obama's 1, reign? 000. Obama's reign was... In eight years, how many seats? If they were so just and so right, right? Look at the scoreboard. How many seats did they lose? One friggin' thousand. That's crazy. Ne- never, right? Think about this right now. For all the people out there that are going to hear this and not, the ones that are not woke and with us on this movement... The Democratic Party, the Democratic Party in the history of the Democratic Party has never been politically so weak. And if your ideals are that strong and you're morally just and you guys are that educated, how is that the case? That makes no sense. You need to re-examine that fact. Yep. You, you kind of went out there. You kind of You kind of went out. Oh well. Where's my snare? Where's my snare? <laughs> but no, I, but, I, but I, I agree exactly. I, I I totally agree. I totally agree. And, and they just haven't had their moment yet. So, Ross, maybe maybe we'll be lucky and they'll have their moment with us. Maybe they will. Maybe we, the more red pilling we do, the better. And that, I'm glad that phrase is latching on because they're a couple steps behind. They're still in their Obama hope and change mode. So. so let me ask you a question. Let me go back to your story you told about workplace and this fucking idiot coming in and and, and doing that. I'm sure it was in front of a bunch of people, yeah? Like employees? Uh, the, the person who said this or the person that spoke? The person that spoke. The person that spoke, it was a, it was a video from the United Kingdom that crossed the whole comp- company yesterday. Uh, oh, it was a video. It was not a it human a being. Vi- it, well, it was a human being that taped it locally in the United Kingdom. And then released it yesterday as part of Diversity Week. And my colleague watched it, and she said a bunch of people in her group and around her were very put off by the anti-Trump, anti-Brexit rhetoric from the person hosting the speech. And I asked the person if it was kind of a bipartisan mix of people, and she said, yeah. It was people on both sides of the fence that were just kind of like, not the place, not the time or place. And what I think, that's that's a tip-off that it's becoming so commonplace to make fun of Trump and not have any consequences. I will tell you, my company had a, a company lobbyist come in and speak at one of our face-to-face meetings last year during the primaries. And he said he wouldn't say Trump by name. He would say he would talk neutral about Hillary, but he said he even joked about it. He said, I'm not even going to name the person to leave for the Republicans. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, it's fine if you don't like him. It's fine if my company would prefer one candidate over the other. But you don't make that known in a setting where you're trying to educate us on how, you know, the process works. It was basically, let me make fun of him, piss off half the audience that's there. And I made that feedback when I, I gave a review of the, of the meeting. And I think people are losing track of that. John Stewart's coaching tree is losing track of that. They're going way too far. They're hijacking their own business model to be so anti-Trump. That's right. And you're pissing off the people. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to come back and there's going to be blowback. I guarantee it. We're already seeing it for some people. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to write to the people that organized that meeting. I'm going to write to the president of research and development. I don't give a shit. And say, look, you need to vet these people better. I know he's got a good background, but you know what? He pissed off half the people in a swing state of Pennsylvania that probably voted for Trump. You know, so don't don't do that. Don't have someone making those snide remarks. I know it's diversity. I know Trump said some dumb shit. But to be fair, Hillary said some dumb shit. And she said it to the tune of about 31 million people calling them irredeemable, deplorable. That's right. Don't don't give me this routine where you can just make fun of one person because he's the winner. If you ever did that about Obama, who also said in 2008, Pennsylvania people cling to their guns and their Bibles. That's offensive to me. Okay? So, but I wouldn't be, you know, these people wouldn't be caught dead on Diversity Day making fun of Obama for saying that or making fun of Hillary for saying deplorable and irredeemable worthless people. But it's okay because it's Trump. 
So that that's going to change the more activism you get from people like us. And even my colleague from across the aisle, I was I, I, I reached out to her today. I said, I am so impressed that you did that. I don't think I'd have the balls to do that if it was Hillary. If there's someone making fun of Hillary, I'd snicker and say, oh, this is inappropriate. <laughs> uh, I'm glad he feels that way. You know, I don't yeah. think I'd have the balls to say anything. But she emailed her boss about it. And I thought that was fantastic. So, but, so that that's kind of how that went. Um, we're at the one hour mark. Do we want to call it a night and kind of reconvene Thursday? Uh, I'll release yeah. this Wednesday morning. I'll release this Wednesday morning. I have to pee. I have to put the kids to bed. And I have to cut a hangnail off my pinky toe. Scram. <laughs> you better leave that in, Ross. Wah, wah. I'm leaving that in. Ross. Um, so, all right, but this Ross, is you have been red pilled. I have been red pilled, and I've red pilled my family too. My, my oldest son has been red pilled. It's fantastic. We're going to. So, what, we need to launch the website because I'm itching to do like my first same, like same. real interview with like a real human being. Say, say that sentence over again. You faded out. I said I'm itching to do like my first interview with like a real human being. Well, here's the thing: we got to get on iTunes first. I don't want to waste that human being if we're not up and ready. Oh, of course, that's what I'm saying. We got to get up and ready and ready. I totally understand. Yeah. So we have other stuff behind the scenes that we're doing. Are you going to be the one that gets us on iTunes or no? I'll do the iTunes bit. You got to do everything else though. Everything else that's visual and pretty, you have to do. Yeah, yeah, I can handle that. And that includes a logo, so that we we just got 90 profile views, Steve. Like we're at the thirty-five thousand mark for that retreat, that that retweet that keeps going. And I know going. you're so right too, dude. So, we, they're like, uh, oh, red, red. What's I this? Now have people, I now have I I now have people, strangers, complete strangers, uh, tweeting me back saying it's time to defund the ADL. <laughs> <laughs> so like that, and the, the person's name was Two Scoops. Um, that's right. You got to be like, that's right, Two Scoops. Um, but but you three know, scoops. Three. We're at thirty-seven thousand impressions, eight hundred thirty-five engagements, four hundred likes, two hundred thirty-three retreats, one hundred thirty profile clicks. Oh my God! We've Ross. picked up. We've picked up nine followers, <laughs> all because a person on the ADL hit list, Jack Posobiec, retweeted my tweet, my bozo tweet. We have five followers. It's now quint- uh, quad- uh, tripled. You know, this is just, and we're we're very half-assed about our Twitter account. We we won't be half-assed forever, but because we're launching a bunch of different mediums for this. But this is this is how social media is changing the game. I, I'm reading it real time. Ross, so this if, is real news. This is real news. Yep, yep. So I'm just telling you, this is how it's gonna go. If, if you're the the mainstream media is like the grandmother that is a professional typewriter. She doesn't want to admit that another technology is coming to replace her. And she's holding on to it for dear life. She's making fun of word processing. She's saying the internet is stupid. It'll never take off. I have my typewriter. There's nothing better that's going to come along. That's what the media is doing when they, they, they launch out against Twitter and the alt-right and the alt-light. They're so behind the game. And you and I, Steve, and millions of other people are red-pilling others. And this is the new way of communicating. This is the new way of red-pilling people. This is new citizen – like we're not journalists, but citizen journalism is Mike Cernovich. It's, it's Jack Posobiec. Let, let me be honest with you right now. No bullshit. I was saying this and you, you probably saw this. If they put me up with that woman, Angela Ray or whatever the hell her last name is, that is the, the, the political commentator on CNN, I would eat that woman's lunch yep. in a debate without studying anything. No, you. That's the thing. You could go on there, you could go on there without even having to study anything. That's what I'm saying, and that, and that's how like and that's why it's so funny. It's and it's it's like coming to hit me, and it's hit me after a while. It's like these people are not more educated on these topics than I am. I They're know not. much more about these subjects. They're because, absolutely not. And it's only listen. It, it's not anything more because I read, right? I read and I study and I look at all the different, uh, you know, different angles, and I, you know, it's it's what I like to do. These people well, are said, not. They're fucking personalities that get paid to go up there and fucking say shit. Well, you said you said you said last episode. You said, "Oh, you know, people make fun of us. Oh, you you listen to Alex Jones. You're on Zero Hedge." Well, you know what? You said this last episode. There's about ten websites and ten news mediums that you've already digested by the time someone's up in the morning, right? So that's right. C- CNN will work on a story for a week. They'll work on a story all day. By the time something breaks at nine o'clock in the morning. Brett Bear's covering on Fox News at 7, and the story's already changed 45 times. You and I are catching it on the ground level. We're following it through tweets, 
following it through civilian journalism. And we know 15 angles to the story before it even hits Alex Jones at 11 Central Time, before it even hits um, the evening news, before it even hits the midday news. That's right. And to your and point, that's uh, before it, that's, a, that's right. And specifically Twitter, that, too, right? Twitter, and that's why they're unbelievable. It's just a direct source to other people and things, right? And that is, there's no middle person. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, you, Twitter's the middle person technically, but not for the information flow. Right, but if you if you look contrast that with CNN or Fox News or even your your evening local news, they've taped something in the middle of the day. They have to edit it. They have to filter it. They have to clean it up. They have to add CG technology to it. With Twitter, with Alex Jones, with Facebook Live, with Periscope, you just with do sport, it live. with with what uh, do is they are either with Republic News, RepublicNews.org. Say again. Republic News, RepublicNews.org. RepublicNews.org. That site, oh, that site is going to be up and running very soon. That'll that's be right. our site. Um, we are that's, the Republic. That's where, that's where this stuff's going to break. And it, what, what you're seeing is Mike Cernovich, Jack Posobiec, but we keep mentioning them, but they're they're kind of the leading edge of the alt-light that undercuts any of the, the long-winded journalists that you know use big words but say nothing like Kraut Hammer. Uh, Charles Krauthammer, George Will, all those bozos you see on Fox News, these guys will have sources in the CIA, NSA, FBI. I said this last time. And their sources talk to them on a daily basis. And their stories will break five days before the rest of the world catches it. And Steve and I are the types that are on board with these people following the Twitter, digesting it, saying, okay, he's leading me here. Let's validate this against what they're saying on Zero Hedge. What are they saying on Judge Report? What are they saying on Fox News? Has anything broke yet on CNN? Nothing. Boom, boom, boom. You bounce around like a pinball, and you have multiple angles to the same story that your low-info voter friend just sees a five-second headline of, or even your, your high-info friend just hasn't seen all the angles yet. That's right. So we're, we're almost like a three-dimensional angle of a story, whereas our partisan friends will just see their angle with their slant. We will have seen it 15 different ways and in a 3D because of live feeds from Twitter, and we can debunk a story that is just airing at 7 o'clock at night. So it's a very fascinating world if you get plugged into it. If you if you step away from hating on the alt-right and the alt-light, there's a big world out there, and we're a world that doesn't like Fox News. We're a world that doesn't like CNN, MSNBC, all of the other mediums. We are just kind of on our own vagabonds, news vagabonds, but we're, 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 we're digesting it a lot better than all of the networks combined. So, and that's kind of where we're going with it. So, any closing thoughts? I'm uh, excited to uh, be doing this journey with you, Ross. All right, I'm looking forward to it. The Republic so, News, the sports, the, Republic the News. sports ball podcast. And then the infrastructure of our website is going to be coming together in the next couple of days. A lot of mediums that we're going to be doing and flowing into it. We're also getting a friggin' logo. Uh, so these people that actually follow us on Twitter can link to the podcast, and that's how this gains momentum, like a like a snowball going down a hill. Um, so other than that, Steve, I will talk to you Thursday evening if you want. We can do this again with actual news um, that may or may not be breaking, but I think it's going to be an exciting next couple of days. That's right. Very good. All righty. I will talk to you in two days. Take care, everyone. This will air Wednesday morning. That's tomorrow, Thanks. right? Yep. That is tomorrow? I'll, I'll mix it and I'll send it out tomorrow. All righty. All righty. Good night. Bye. Later. Bye-bye.